It's the Renegades Rant Podcast with your host, the Kentucky Renegade. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor. If you want to start your own podcast, go to anchor.fm or to your phone's app stores and download Anchor today. Okay. Welcome to the show, everyone. I am excited to have our next guest on the show, and you may know him from TikTok. He is Living Free 20.1. Welcome to the show. Hey, Renegade. How you doing? I'm great. How about yourself? Oh, you know, I can't complain. Weather's getting nice, at least out south where I'm at, and uh, every day is a good day as long as you're breathing. That's right. As long as you wake up on the other side of the of the grass, that's the main the main goal. <laughs> Absolutely. At least that's what I say. Anyways, there's a lot of people there like, oh, you know, my life's sh- shitty. No, it could be a lot more shittier. You could be, you know, six feet deep. That's right. You got to look at every day like a gift. Yeah, I mean, you just you welcome it as you go, and no matter how bad of uh, things are going in our lives, it could always be worse. That is very, very true. I mean, you just have to look at uh, really any other place on the face of the earth. A lot of people want to complain about the United States, but they don't know how fortunate they really are to be living here. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at all the the countries around the world that, you know, Mexico to a lot of those Central American countries, the South American countries, to the third world countries over in Africa. You know, we got a maid here. (laughs) That's so true. It's sad that we're going through what we're going through, but, you know. It, you know what it is? It is. But uh, if enough people stand up and voice their opinions, voice themselves, and actually start to push back, you know, maybe we'll actually start to see a difference. Uh, absolutely. And that's why i kind of been saying to people is, you know, with everything that's going on, we just need to be ungovernable. We just need to quit acknowledging the stuff that the government's trying to push down our throat. Let them know that just as constituents, as, you know, we, the people in this country, we, you know, we are, are done. We're tired of recognizing all their unconstitutional bullcrap. You know, it's like uh, one of the things that in my family we've done over the years. Um, we've always, when it comes to health care, you know, you look at the, the doctors as the experts and you almost take everything that they say, at least we used to, um, without question because they know what they're talking about. They're the expert. It wasn't until we started to have some issues with uh, um, really vaccinating our children that we came to the conclusion that, hey, listen, you work for us. We don't have to do what you say, especially if we are coming to the realization that it's harming our children. And no, no amount of pushing, no amount of belittlement or, you know, down talking that you're going to do to us uh, is going to make us change our minds because we're, we are, our job is to look out for our children and we're going to do whatever we can in order to do that. It's the same thing with the government. It's the same thing with the government. If, if people stood up and made them realize that, Hey, you work for us. Okay. Then who knows what could happen? 100%. You know, It's interesting that, you know, we have the things that are happening in this country that are geared towards our kids. And it just, I'm not sure you're in South Carolina, right? 
Yeah, that's right. Okay. So what kind of things are you experiencing there in South Carolina that's geared towards your kids that like here in Kentucky, actually, I was surprised, you know, they passed a measure where, you know, you can't take kids to drag shows and you can't have drag time story hour with them anymore. So I was surprised because Bashir, our governor, is a Democrat, but the majority of our state is Republican. So, you know, Daniel Cameron, he is actually the one, our state attorney general, he went after that and said, no, no more. So we're not going to, we're not going to recognize that. We're not going to allow it. So in South Carolina, what, I mean, what kind of things are you seeing there with that kind of stuff? Uh, Well, first off, you know, praise the Lord for that, because that whole, that whole attack on our children, on the family unit um, is, is completely satanic. It's completely awful and it needs it needs pushback from everybody uh, in order to stop it in its tracks. And honestly, it's one of those things where I think that that's happening because if you look at a majority of the states in the country, um, at at the bare minimum, there are a lot of states that are passing bills to 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 stop these things as far as like um, gender affirming care and indoctrination of children. Um, and it starts with things like the drag time, story time, and that's awful. That's the kids should not be exposed to those kinds of things because they're confusing. And they can't, they can't handle it. They don't have the capacity mentally, emotionally, in order to be able to handle those, um, those types of topics. As far as South Carolina is concerned, you know, I'm not entirely sure uh, where some of the things are in this particular state. Uh, we have uh, only recently moved here uh, and we do homeschool our children. We realized uh, actually before COVID hit and before the whole teaching from school was kind of forced on people, we pulled our children out because we started seeing things in the school systems that we said, Hey, we don't agree with this. We're going to take it into our own hands and we're going to, we're going to teach our children. We're going to educate our children with the things that we know are true are real and, you know, do it with the forefront of, you know, the Bible, God and real history that they're trying to change in the schools these days. Uh, Just thank you for doing that, pulling your kids out and protecting your kids. I mean, I've been trying to push and I've got pushback about it, but around here people know that my thing is to defund these schools. If you are going to teach this stuff in the schools at kids three on up, take your kids out of schools. Absolutely. You know, the only way those schools get any kind of funding is by the amount of uh, butts are, that are in the seats. Mm-hmm. So it will only hurt them if these people would start taking their kids out of schools and not allowing this stuff to happen. And I just, I re- commend people that do it. I know it's not a very easy thing to do because, you know, anymore, both parents are uh, working in the workforce. They're not there to be able to take care of their kids. Um, some people can do it but there's others that are not fortunate enough to do it. So I promote that we have Patriot networks to help homeschool kids. That yeah, we, need to every... get, we just need to get groups of people just to start doing it, do it, but go back to the old pioneer ways. I mean, yeah. everybody take care of each other's kids, teach a class, uh, rotate through people, you know, but yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm glad that you're doing that. Yeah, and everybody's family dynamic is a little bit different. 
right? You know, there, there are people who, who can't afford to pull their children out of school because they can't, uh, a, a parent can't stay home to homeschool because both parents have to work. But that doesn't stop you from being able to stand up, get involved in what your child is learning, understand the curriculum, understand the different things that they're pushing, look at the textbooks, go to these, go to these community meetings at the schools, get involved in, in parent-teacher associations, whatever it might be, in order to understand the information that they're trying to download into our children. That is absolutely something that everybody can do, regardless of whether or not you are a multi, uh, you know, job household, or if you do, or you are fortunate enough to have a, a, a parent stay home and, and teach your children. 100%. And the thing of it is for me, my kids are grown up now, you know, they're 18 and 20. So for me, it's, it's always going to be about that younger generation and I will stand up for them. I will, even though I don't have kids that, that are at that age guaranteed, I will call out these school boards. I will do what I got to do to defend, you know, these kids from being indoctrinated with this woke left agenda. And, yep. you know, we, we need to put a stop to it. It is destroying, destroying families. And it is permanently altering children. It is, um, it's causing children's suicide rates to go up. I mean, this whole, this whole transgender, this youth transgender movement, this gender affirming care for, for kids. I'm sorry, a three, four, five, six year old, they do not, <laughs> they do not look at themselves in the mirror and say, I don't, I, I don't deserve to be a boy or I'm not a boy unless somebody puts that idea in their head. Correct. There's no reason, there's absolutely zero reason that that child shouldn't have uh, some level of counseling, some, some discussion with their parents in order to sort out those feelings that can change on any given day because they are still a child. And for these schools, for these other organizations to be telling these children, it's okay to feel this way. And here, let's do these things that are going to permanently change you before you even go through things like puberty. Oh, and by the way, don't tell your parents. That is that that's that should be punishable by so much more than prison. Absolutely. And that's and when has the schools taken over the ability to be the parents of our children? They haven't. They're just there to educate the kids to be there for when the parents aren't there to make sure that they're learning and studying the things that they actually need to be learning. You know, they need to learn three to five year olds. They needed to know how to color, how to, you know, start learning their letters and, you know, kind of putting some things together, but they don't have the capacity to understand and comprehend. Exactly. Sexual orientation, gender fluidity. Um, it's grooming of our children. And people don't understand that it is grooming of our children and all the things that they're pushing in these bills. It's allowing these adults to sexualize our kids. And that's exactly. what we had the problem with, you know, how many, I think it was 349 school board or teaching staff were arrested for sexual crimes against their students. That was the ones that we know of. I was going to say, I'm actually surprised it's that low, unfortunately. Yeah. And I mean, and it's coming out more and more. You're seeing more of this stuff of 
you know, teachers having sex with kids and, you know, uh, grooming kids. And now you're, you're seeing more and more teachers being busted for having uh, child pornography and the books and stuff they're putting in, in these schools. The graphic nature of them too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when, when is that not uh, an offense that they need to be arrested upon? It's like taking them to these drag time story hours to these strip shows that the the uh, transgenders put on mm-hmm. that's a sexual act on a child why are these people not being arrested that's my absolutely. question it's absolutely predatory it's child abuse i watched a i, I saw a tiktok oh a couple of weeks ago um and it, it was it was hard to watch it, it was a child at a at a school board meeting who grabbed a book from his his library in his school in red pages out of it word for word none of which i'm going to repeat <laughs> but yeah. it was very graphic it was it was extraordinarily sexual in nature i mean this kid was probably no more than 9 or 10 years old and he's reading this saying that he found this book in his library at school what what business does a, a does a book like that does any type of literature like that have in school setting yeah it it, it blows my mind i mean what happened to curious george and uh, (laughs) you got too curious yeah and you know and uh what was it the tarzan and things like that what happened to that kind of literature why do we have to go to these sexual exploited books and and magazines and things that they're bringing into these schools yeah, I mean, it just it blows my mind that these school boards are allowing this and thinking that it's OK. We used to have officer friendly used to come to our school and warn us stranger danger and tell us all about yeah. these predators. But now the predators are in the schools and running the schools. It, it, it kills me. And they're convincing these kids to keep their parents in the dark. Well, yeah, and it's it's. It's unreal. It just still it just blows my mind the it's amount. It's purely of satanic. That, yeah, it is satanic, and and it's the rituals that are being done by the people in our own yeah. government, um, the influential people above them that are running the government. It's just sick. You see the stuff. Uh, I don't know if you've watched the the Burrow app on uh, Roku. I have not. Uh, they have an app called Burrow on Roku, and what it is is called the Red Pill Network. And they've put in all the documentaries on like Pedogate, Pizzagate, uh, oh. all the satanic rituals that Hollywood and our government's doing. Right in front of our faces, too. Right in front, yeah, right in front of our faces. It's just disgusting. I mean, just look at the halftime show at the Super Bowl. <laughs> And the Oscars and uh, the Grammys. And it's all stepping down blatantly in front of our faces. And people, people, they get upset or they get, they, they ridicule you for having an issue for somebody dressing up like Satan with, you know, women or, or men dressed as women, I'm not sure, in cages and, and burning and fire and all these, all these acts on stage calling it music calling it art calling it whatever the hell you want to do it's nothing more than garbage and when anybody else stands up and says hey i have a problem with this then we're the ones who are 
who are um, faulted for that. And and I mean, this world, I, I, I listened to uh, your podcast with Packing Patriot, and he said it a few times on there, and, and, and I'll echo it here. This world is upside down. Yep. We're living in the upside down. We're, we, we, it's twilight zone. It's, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I watched a video, um, on Terrence K Williams, uh, uh, he was on, uh, Instagram and he's a huge Trump follower. And he had a video of a girl that was maybe a teenager and another girl that was a teenager. And they were both on dog leashes being walked by their parents oh, and they were barking at each other. Like furries, yeah, they were they were barking <laughs> at each other. I was what the what the hell is going on? I seen this whole fur, furry thing like uh, about three or four months ago, and I was trying to tell people I work with. I was like, yeah, there's people that are letting their kids dress up like freaking animals, and they're going to school and they're barking and they're supposedly pretending to go to the bathroom and uh, kitty litter boxes and yeah, I heard about that. I was like, what the hell is going, what's going on in these schools? Why isn't there any kind of uh, accountability being held at these schools? Yeah, that was supposedly, quote unquote, fact checked, right? But I've come to realize that any of these, (laughs) anything that's fact checked or or debunked um, just is obviously is true because they, the media is so full of garbage. They lie about literally everything. And there's absolutely nothing. It, it's so hard to make sense of what's actually happening out there because you have to look at so many different sources. Like the, that's one thing that people don't realize for these, you know, quote unquote conspiracy theorists, these people who, you know, I'm obviously referring to myself, these people who we go out there and we, we dig for information. It's not like you just look at an article and go, oh, okay, there it is. It's black and white. It's easy. You have to cross check it. You have to look for so many different sources and verifications when you're when you're putting information together to try to get a bigger picture a high level picture that it's it's hard it's it's work to really kind of get that get that picture painted so that it's a a a cohesive image absolutely i mean i do a lot of research on on all these subjects and Sometimes I have to step back and take a break and just and just think to myself, <laughs> what the hell am I getting myself into? Because this is just I mean, I know it was fact supposedly fact checked about the furries, but there were a few schools that were doing this. They were actually ordering litter boxes for the for the schools so they could have furries. And I've seen the videos on TikTok and Instagram. Oh, yeah of inside the school rooms where all the kids are meowing and barking. And I'm like, my favorite is when, when they show those, you actually see the video proof and they still try to say that it's not true. Right. It's just kind of like January 6th. You know, you, you show the, you show them the video like uh, (laughs) Tucker Carlson did. And you're like, well, here's the proof. And they're like, no, that was uh, video edited or that's CGI or, or know, he's, he's cherry picking certain scenes, cherry picking or not. It still happened. Right. And, and the thing that pisses me off about January 6th, which was not an insurrection. No, it was not an insurrection. How many more times can we say it? I watched live and I remember, I remember seeing it and watching the doors get opened by these police and going, man, why are they letting them in? 
I thought it was so strange. I thought it was so weird. At the time, I wish I had enough wherewithal to think ahead and be like, wow, they are getting set up big time right now. Well, I knew some people that were up there in D.C. and up in Arlington, Virginia at the time. And they were sending text messages like crazy, like, you wouldn't believe it, but there's the FBI getting in the back of U-Hauls coming across from Arlington into D.C. And they're being led up into the Capitol. I was like, are you fucking serious? This is going to be another staged event. This is going to be another false flag. They want to make the people in this country look bad that want to support Trump. Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly what they end up doing. And, and you know what, it, unfortunately it, it worked for a time with all of that. And now, and now the truth's coming out, you know, and now everything that we have been saying this whole time, you know, now these years later, you have actual proof, video proof that it isn't the case, but even that people look at it and, and they have the blinders on, they don't believe it. The, the, the Kool-Aid is strong and people refuse to look past the veil and see the truth. Yeah, too bad it's not the cool light from Jim Jones. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, the thing is, is so so people, there's there's too much pride in the world. They don't want to admit that they're wrong. They don't want to admit that you have been fooled. Like, listen, I, I was just as foolish as anybody else years ago before I started really digging into things. And I admit, I... When I finally realized the level of corruption, deception, lies, I mean, it, it's, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's actually hard. It's a very hard, depressing realization to realize that you've been lied to your entire life about everything. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it makes you really think. And what I started doing once I awoke and I woke back in 2000, right after the 9-11, um, my uncle was actually in the Pentagon and he, he was on his deathbed and he told everybody 9-11 was an inside job. He said, you better start preparing. People are going to be coming for you. They're coming for your guns. They're going to fucking try and do everything they can to and throw away the key. That was our bedside yeah. tell-all from him. And he even said when he was in the Pentagon that day, he was in the C ring on the inner part of the building and near where the, he said, cruise missile hit the building. He said it was not a plane. It was a cruise missile. So that was my awakening. And I really started looking at everything and I just had to unlearn everything. Yeah. That's I good mean, everything that I was ever taught. I mean, I thought Vietnam was a real thing that, but it was started on a false pretense, you know, with a golf yep. token. And then my you know, father was, uh, my father was in Vietnam. Yeah. My, my father was too. And, uh, the shit Pearl Harbor, you know, I always yeah. thought Pearl Harbor was oh, man. This is how, what made America, but we were lied to. He, you know, they knew it was going to happen. They let it happen because Congress voted no to go to war. So, what a better way to get propelled into a war, allow one of the biggest <laughs> military fleets get fucking attacked. So, and here we got propelled into it. So it just, it's just mind blowing how much stuff you have to unlearn and, you know, re-educate yourself on and do a lot of research. Hell, everything about us uh, entering Afghanistan. Yeah. 
under false pretenses. Yeah, everybody thinks that Afghanistan, you know, the whole, uh, well, I mean, in Iraq, I mean, everybody thought you Iraq, know, yeah. because of, because of Saddam Hussein and, and the weapons of mass destruction, well, the real reason why they went in is because he took the petrodollar off and put it on the euro and started trading in euros on the oil. So that's when they went in and put a stop to it. Mm-hmm. And people people were like, no, that's not true. I'm like, go read the news articles. You can pull them all up and you can see where he switched it prior to the time we went in and we went in and invaded Iraq. Yeah. And same thing with Libya. Everybody wants to know what happened with uh, Muammar Gaddafi. Well, the CIA and NATO and everybody else went and destabled that country because he was going with the dinar with the Central African Union and he was going to stop payment of petrodollars and start paying in gold. Yeah, and they, they take whoever they want and remove them from power and then put it whoever they want in. I mean, hell, most recent example, look at Ukraine. Correct. What, 2014, right? Yeah. So you have a democratically elected leader removed from power and they, they put a they put an actor in place. <laughs> I mean, a shitty one on. at that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he looks pretty good in high heels, I suppose, right? Yeah, well, that and he's really does really good work behind the green screen. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, just when I t- talk to people and try to get them to slowly o- open their eyes to it, I'm just like, trust me, once you start going down that rabbit hole, it's going to be one that you're going to have to start taking breaks from because it's going to blow your mind how much you've been lied to all your entire life. It's kind of funny how it works, too, because when you first start looking, you you're digging right and you're digging and that rabbit hole goes deeper and deeper and then all of a sudden you hit a point where you're not digging anymore and you're just falling yeah it's free fall and then you gotta you gotta try and do your best to put a put a stop to it to just come out of it for a moment because it can really drag you down the hole when you just start learning this stuff and you're just kind of like then what the point am i doing here if all this stuff is getting ready to happen but yeah i'm here to stand i'm here to fight and, you know, I completely blew the first part of this uh, this podcast because I was going to get your backstory <laughs> because, you know, I've been following you for a while and I'm just hey. I mean, I love your content, man. You're just you're you're raw, you're authentic, you're passionate. And that's really why I wanted you to come and be on the show, because this is the kind of thing I want to do with this podcast is get people like you on so you can speak and you can tell, you know, what's passionate for you, what your, your most important things are, um, and go from there, you know? So if you would just give us a little bit of your backstory as well. Yeah. You know, uh, it's funny that you say that cause I, I, I never intended to, to get to kind of where I'm at right now. Um, I, I started the whole TikTok channel, Oh, geez, just a little over a year ago, honestly. Um, it was January of 22. Uh, I had put a video or two up before that um, just for the heck of it to see what happened and nothing ever did. You know, there was one of those the trending where you put your hand out for your kid in front of you and then you see, what, see how they react to it. And, you know, he didn't fail me. He grabs it and gave me a big, huge hug and 
(laughs) my favorite. No, I'm kidding. I don't have a favorite. But um, after that, you know, I was going through some things personally. And uh, my wife had told me, you know, hey, why don't you try, you know, putting some things up on on TikTok? Because it was one of the things I could scroll through it. You know, it's it's addictive. It's a dopamine hit every time you're scrolling through those those videos. Right. And I'm sure that's by design. But um, anyway, she had a channel of her own. She had some videos up and uh, she had a few hundred followers. And I was like, wow, how do you have so many? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I don't, I don't get it. What, you know, so I looked at her stuff. And I'm like, well, I don't know. What do I do? And she goes, oh, I'll find something trendy. They put it up there. I said, okay. So I was looking and um, what I what I landed on was one of those videos where, you know, you point to certain sections of the screen when the music hits a certain part and this is like a, this is who I am. This is what I believe in kind of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, you know, I, I believe in God, you know, the, the second amendment. Um, I believe in a small government um, at the time, you know, with the vaccines rolling out and all that stuff, you know, no, no shot for me kind of thing. And it was also when the, the whole let's go Brandon thing was still pretty big. And uh, you know, I ended with that nice little icing on the cake, uh, a let's go Brandon. And so I threw it out there not expecting a damn thing. You know, I watched it for a good 15, 20 minutes. It got a few views and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I turned the phone off, come back a little bit later and I have all these notifications and I'm looking at it. And it's like, this person liked your video, this person liked your video, this person commented on your video, I opened it up and all of a sudden it had thousands of views. It had, you know, hundreds of likes and all these comments on there of people saying, you know, oh, I feel the same way. Oh, you know, the uh, same for me, me too. Ditto, ditto, ditto. You know, oh, let's be friends. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. I was like, I wasn't expecting that to really hit, but it did. You know, it had maybe a few thousand views on it. I was like, that's, that's pretty neat. I turn it off, come back, you know, a little bit later again. And all of a sudden those few thousand hits climbed up to like 25,000, had thousands of likes, like 1,500 comments of the same kind of stuff. And now that, you want to talk about a a dopamine hit when you're scrolling through TikTok, looking at videos, you know, you have that happen on your, your, essentially your first video. That was a huge, like, oh man, I want to, I want to make another one. I want to do this again. I want to see what happens. So I had actually been thinking, well, you know, what kind of content do I want to make? What what kind of message do I want to sell or not sell, but send? And um, I had had a conversation with a coworker um shortly thereafter and we had been talking um the whole idea of and i'll say it again quote unquote being a conspiracy theorist it's almost uh at least then for me was kind of taboo right it's like you don't want to let anybody know how crazy you are um in the things that you believe so i had gotten into a conversation with a coworker of mine and uh, we ended up kind of going down the rabbit hole together, realizing that we both believed in kind of the same things. And um, he was kind of surprised at my level of knowledge and the different research that I had done and how it kind of aligned with what his his own mentality was. And he had made the comment to me and said, hey, you know, this is really great because I felt like I was the only one. And I, I felt like I was crazy to believe some of the things that I was believing because especially with the the vaccine rollout and all the controversy around that how controversy that's still around it um and that's when it hit me i said that's that's what i want to do this is this is this is what i want to target this is 
what I want people to understand that you are not alone in your thinking. There are other people who believe this stuff the same way. There are people who have the same, um, the same thoughts, the same mental uh, model as far as what's going on in the world. So I threw up a, a second video that um, was like in 2021, these things were uh, considered conspiracy theories, right? right? And everybody knows the difference between conspiracy theory and reality is like six to eight months. <laughs> um, and then at the time I made the video, all of those things were basically reality. And it, a lot of that had to do with COVID and the shot at the time. So it was things like, you know, in 2021 vaccine passports were a conspiracy theory. They weren't going to do that. No, they're, they're not going to enforce that. And then in 2022, they were really starting to talk about it. They were trying to make that a reality. Things like um, limiting transportation, uh, travel, you know, oh, they'll never stop us. They'll never, they'll never do that. Well, then airlines started imposing, um, you know, vaccine travel bans. And then, you know, you couldn't go on a cruise unless you had the vaccine, things like that, right? Right. Vaccine mandates, another thing. Oh, they'll never mandate the vaccine. Well, and then they try to mandate the vaccine. So I threw that one up there. And again, it garnered the same type of attention and a lot of people coming in, <clears throat> excuse me, saying, wow, I'm not the only person that feels this way. This is great. Thank you for putting it out there. And now, honestly, that also uh, showed me my first uh, taste of some trolls too. So that was fun. Um, I used to take that stuff. I used to take that stuff real personal. I don't like anybody attacking my character because I try my hardest to be as true um, and raw and, and um, trustworthy as possible. So I would never intentionally want to mislead anybody. Um, so when I put information out there, I make sure that to the best of my knowledge, it's as true and as factual as it can be. And then I come to the realization that some people are just doing it just to be you know, assholes. Yep. Others are, are, um, I'm fully convinced paid to do it. And then, uh, there's just those, you know, artificial intelligence and the bots that are out there who are, uh, pretty significant, pretty, pretty sophisticated. Um, but that's kind of also when then I came up with the concept of this is, you know, stronger together. If, if everybody can understand that we're all on the same playing field, we're all seeing the same things we're all having the same thoughts don't feel isolated anymore we're all stronger together and if we have one voice we can actually make a difference so then that's when i really started my content um speaking out against uh you know all these different things and it rolled from there uh my first account made it to about eighty-five thousand before it got banned um i'd say about my way up to about 20 to 25 though was when I also then got another urge because on top of all of my content for searching for truth and, and trying to show people um, the evils that are out there and, ex and expose the, the lies and the deceit, um, I felt a calling in my own heart to share my faith. And that's another huge, huge part of who I am is my relationship with Jesus Christ. And being able to use that platform to reach other people with his love, um, his message of salvation, and uh, the fact that he will always be there for you and he will never leave you. Um, I've actually had some one-on-one -on -one conversations with folks, you know, out within the app, but like direct message and things like that, where I like to think that maybe, you know, 
I've impacted them in a positive way and, and opened that door to allow Jesus then to come in and actually make a difference in their lives. So that's been another really huge part of being on this application that has uh, let me do that as well. That's awesome. And like I said, man, with your content, I mean, it's spot on and you can just tell that you're like a genuine guy. You're out there, you're compassionate and you're passionate about, you know, the things that you talk about. So I appreciate having you there. And what you're saying is true. We all need to be on the same page. We all need to be respectful towards one another. And, you know, with us united, they can't defeat us. And they know that. And that's why they're hitting us at every angle. You know, myself, you know, I, I came on to TikTok. Um, like my first uh, my first profile I had, I had maybe 30,000. By the third one, I was up close to 75,000. And then I just started getting hit. And they just started tagging oh, yeah. left and right. So... Now I'm at count 59 and 60, so I'm not going anywhere. (laughs) I'm not going to go anywhere. I mean, until they find a way to stop me like they have Freedom Stick and Packing Patriot in three rows, I'm going to keep coming back to this application. People say, oh, well, it's a communist, you know, application. Well, you don't realize what you're holding in your hand, your phone, is a communist device as well. Oh, (laughs) so. Everything that we have in our you, home, just like they use TikTok to spy on you. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter what it is; they're they're still tied to it. So, if there's like a how plat- many times, sorry, uh, how many times though do you talk about something right with uh, anybody in in the real world, and then you open up uh, maybe Facebook and you see an ad for that very same thing, like the next time you open up the application. Correct. People who don't think that they're listening to you. Oh, well, I never gave them the consent to do that. You don't have to. No. No, Google and, and Facebook and all them, they've already given up all those rights to, to our government, to the CCP, to whoever else that they sold out to. But, you know, Facebook, I wasn't allowed to go back on. I was completely device banned and everything from Facebook. Oh. So I hopped on TikTok and you know, the reason why this platform is so important and so good is like me, Lambo, Packing Patriot, all of us know you put out that one video and you find that one person, that one person shares it. You can immediately get up to a thousand people with the snap of a finger. Yeah. You can reach so many people. That's why this application is really you know a thriving application for us on this uh platform you know they can take down all the platforms they want to but you know we're going to keep coming back i'm on every platform there possibly is and that's why i want to do the podcast i want to be able to have an ability to talk uncensored and not have my podcast taken down and i'm protected under that so until I actually do a real bad no-no on here, I'll still be able to continue to have my podcast. And I still want to have people like you come on and tell your story, tell your your truth, um, what you're passionate about. And we need more and more people. That's why I opened up my my podcast to everybody to come on. Yeah, that's a, that's a fantastic 
thing to do because uh, honestly, that's something that I never even considered. I kind of limited myself to <clears throat> to TikTok. I'm not really on much else. I mean, I'm, I'm on Facebook, but it's not everything I try to share on there to the you know 500 people that I'm friends with. I mean, that didn't really <laughs> go anywhere, right? So TikTok was really that avenue to be able to reach people that you wouldn't normally ever have the ability to do so. And yeah, okay, it's a Chinese, you know, application. It's 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 convoluted. It's corrupt in its own right, but it still reaches people. And yeah. at this point, I'm fairly convinced that they've taken all of us and they've kind of maybe put us in a corner where most of our videos just kind of circulate around each other. <laughs> Um, but I think there's still those stray one or two that really kind of make its way out and, and hit folks. Um, and you'll get a random 100,000, 200,000 viewed video uh, where I think it actually can go out there and make a difference. Oh, 100%. No, I've had a few of those where it was 250,000, 500,000. Uh, I think 600,000 has now been my top amount of views on videos. So, I mean, it just depends on the content. Like I put yeah. one out about uh, what was it? Uh, chemtrails, and that chemtrail video went to almost. It was like six hundred and some thousand. And I did one. I... <laughs> I did one on. Um, I think it was the state of Montana, um, not allowing you to change your birth certificate. Because um, I guess it's not that these people, if they get a gender reassignment, they go and they try to change it from male to female, right? Right. <laughs> So that one, completely unassuming, I just, I put it out there, it, it stopped at like maybe 10,000 at one point. And then all of a sudden, one day, it went from 10,000 to 1.4 million out of nowhere. Wow. And I was like, I don't even know how the heck that happened or, or really even why. It wasn't even that much of a, you know, the, the message itself was just way to go Montana. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, but apparently it made a difference. I don't know. And I did one from uh, Popular Mechanics. They did a thing on the uh, chat GBT. And I just I just took a snapshot of the start of the article and I put it on there and then put some music to it. And kind of like yours, it went 15,000. By the end of the week, it was up 500,000. I was like over just, just a snapshot of, of an article. I was like, yeah. this is crazy how quick it can go up and that's why i like about tiktok is it will reach people pretty fast i'll tell you it's it's what i like but it's also at the same time what i hate because there's like <laughs> there, there is no rhyme or reason at least as far as i can tell why a video will all of a sudden go viral when you can do something very similar you know you could use the same hashtags or whatever if you want and it gets limited to you know 500 views unless you have maybe a shadow ban or something going on. But, uh, and I'm sure that's probably happened to me a handful of times. Yeah. And now they're taking your hashtags. They took my hashtag. It was at 4.8 million and it's gone. I can't use it. So oh. I created another hashtag. It's like all of us. I mean, a lot of us creators have been being banned. They will find your hashtag. You can't use it anymore because they'll take it away. Yeah, I've been under an account warning in my uh, in my current for for a while now, and it's it's hard because I have a, I have a, a few various I have various accounts out there, um, two main ones that I post to on TikTok, but it's hard because I, ha I I censor myself sometimes now too, 
and I'll post something and I'll go, nah, you know what? That's not exactly how I want to do that. And I'll pull it back because I don't want, A, I don't want the wrong message to go out there. I don't want it to be misinterpreted. And B, I'm like, well, if I say it this way, even if it's something that I believe in, it's more than likely going to get pulled down, which is just going to be another chance for them to pull this account out. And now I have 72,000 or so on there. I have a lot of people that I can reach. My most important message is the message of God's love to people. And I don't want to lose that ability to, to reach some folks that I might not otherwise be able to because I posted something else that's, you know, uber controversial and TikTok has a problem with it because, you know, the yeah. jackasses. <laughs> and they, and they <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I kind of, I'm starting to realize what Freedom Stick has said to me is, uh, you know, when I first start coming on, I, I go balls to the wall, just yelling at the government and, you know, mm-hmm. fuck them and all this other stuff. And the, immediately I start getting taken down and he's just like, you need to be snarky with it. You need to have, you know, kind of an attitude, but do it in a comical way and just kind of do it. Sarcasm. Yeah. A little more sarcasm, some innuendos. And then he said, you, you'll start picking up on your, your content and they'll kind of leave you alone, but then eventually they're going to start nailing you to the wall again. But you know, if that's they do, kinda, it's kind of been my forte. My level of uh, thick sarcasm is kind of what's been uh, getting me in trouble lately. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's just the way it is. I mean, they're gonna they're gonna start picking up on all of us here before too long, and I don't know how much longer TikTok's gonna be around in the U.S. because I guess that bipartisan bill is supposed to go to the House here before too long, and then they're gonna try and get rid of TikTok. Yeah, they want to shut it down, and uh, it's it's not gonna be too much longer, I'm sure. And it's not even about it's not even about it being the Chinese. It's about the simple fact that this application does better than. Uh, Facebook and Snapchat. Yeah. It and does better than the news networks. Yeah. So they they want to take it down just for that very purpose. Is not what's going on. I mean, yeah, I think a lot of the messages that are getting out that are coming from our side of it is starting to wake people up and it's kind of freaking them out. And I think that's why they're pushing a lot more of these agendas faster than they, they want to. But I, I, it's just to, it's totally about China is doing better with the applications than the U.S. with Metaverse and uh, Snapchat and all that. True. But what I would like to see is I would like to see uh, Elon Musk bring back Vine. That way we can have a video portion on Twitter that would be pretty much similar to TikTok. That would be kind of cool. I've never, I never got into that. Yeah, Vine was really, really big, and then Twitter bought it out, and then they just shut it down. But Vine was is equivalent to what TikTok's video aspect is. And that's what I wish Clapper would use um, on their app, but their video aspect of it's kind of trash. I don't really care too much for it. A lot of people don't like it, but, it's you know, been, we... I, I recently joined it, and... Uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not a big fan. <laughs> it, yeah. leaves, it leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, it does. And, you know, I just get on there now just to go into, I don't know if you know, Dublin Glenn. He's got a uh, Patriot group page on his page that you can go in and everybody kind of meets up and 
and talk. So I go on there for that. And any of the videos I made, I get tagged for watermarks, which is stupid, but that's just the thing I don't like about that application. Yeah. And it doesn't make it easy to make it in, in, in app. Um, it's cumbersome to say the least. And I love my music. I want to be able to use original music, not just beats and sounds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm the same way. And then I, I've, I've had plenty of videos too. I mean, on TikTok, even where they are hitting me with uh, copyright, they remove the sound, leave the video. And it's like, why well, even do that? Right. So you being a very uh, religious person, what do you think about the spiritual warfare that's going on and inter- it's basically all around the world? Well, I mean, that is something that has uh, um, always been kind of in the, uh, in the dark recesses of, of the world. But I mean, recently, especially over the last couple of years, has it really come out into the light and in our faces? Um, it is heavy. It is, it is everywhere. <clears throat> like you said, I mean, look at the, look at the Grammys, look at um, all these performances, look at the halftime performance at the Super Bowl. The satanic rituals that are taking place, like these people don't understand when you look at these performances and I use air quotes because it's the furthest thing from an actual performance. They are doing something very specific. They are doing something on purpose and they have goals in mind and it's all demonic. It's all satanic. Um, and it's in our face and it's, it's only going to get worse. You know, the Bible says very specifically that, um, intensity, you know, will increase frequency will increase on various things, you know, natural disasters and, you know, the whole thing, uh, these days, especially where you look at good is evil and evil is good. Um, it's it's just it's everywhere it's in our faces it's infiltrating our homes it's it's trying to get into our children's minds with these you know this trans movement you know you want to talk to something that's a complete affront to god is saying that you know this child well you weren't it it was a mistake you weren't supposed to be a boy you're really a girl uh no no see god doesn't make mistakes but satan will tell you that just like he told Eve in the garden. Oh, did God really say that? Did God really do that? He didn't mean to make you a boy. He, he, he meant to make you a girl. So it's okay. Go ahead. And people believe the lies, the lies, the deception, they're everywhere and it's being sold as truth. Yeah. I mean, I, I go always talk about the Travis Scott um, concert that was done. And if you really looked into everything that was going on at that concert, it was, nothing more than a satanic ritual and it was a sacrifice and it was really eerie of the things that were going on. And I'm not for sure, uh, verse you are with Travis Scott or, um, the XX Satacion, but they know there's frequencies that they can use. It goes back to the old days, back when they had Stonehenge, uh, the harmonics that were used and there's a certain frequency that can be used to basically manipulate your mind into the evil and the uh, evil spiritual world. And they were using it at that concert oh. and people didn't, people didn't realize it. And one of the uh, music producers 
at that show they came out i can't remember who it was but they came out and they said yeah we were using some different harmonics uh in <laughs> this concert than we would normally use and it the way they set up the uh venue was for those harmonics to be used wow so i just thought that was really interesting that that was basically an all-out satanic ritual and sacrifice that was done at that concert. And then you look at everything that's been done since. I mean, like you said, the the halftime show, the uh, Grammys, you know, when you had Lady Gaga up there on stage and a woman puking, puking on her. I mean, it's just like, what in the hell are we doing? I mean, to, to see that, I, I couldn't believe I saw that. It's it's unreal. It is absolutely unreal. And then you talk about like all their symbolism too, right? Yep. Every time you turn around, there's another picture of them, you know, with maybe one eye covered, or you know, they love having the circle over their eye. A lot of that too is, you know, all the uh, you know, underground brotherhood type stuff that they have going on, and all the different um, levels, uh, if you know what I mean. And yeah. they are so it's not so subtle anymore. And I think it's by design. I think they're trying to become obviously more mainstream. They how you have these satanic temples popping up all over the place. You have these satanic after school clubs. I mean, are you kidding me? Satan is not a religion. <laughs> Satan no. is responsible for death, destruction and chaos. That's it. He is not a religion. And if you want to talk about, you know, oh, you know, people are like, well, okay, that's because the Bible says he's not. Well, Satan if you're referring to Satan, then you're referring to the Bible. And if you're going to refer to the Bible, then Satan is the evil entity that is associated with the Bible. So no, you, you, you can't say that, oh, well, he's actually a good guy. He's not, despite what Hollywood wants to paint him as, like these shows like Lucifer or, you know, whatever else garbage is out there trying to show him as a, he's a normal guy. He's a good guy. No, he's not. Yeah, it's and you know you have Hollywood who has this uh, what Mariana Ambrovich. She's oh a yeah, Satanist and a ritualist, and she's out there constantly the, um, doing all was kinds. Was it the spirit of, cooking? Yeah, the spirit cooking and yep. the uh, all the uh, gatherings she does for with Hollywood or Hollywood, as I call it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And I mean, you would see pictures of these these women in these like tubs of blood at these gatherings that she would have, or these like pictures and photos. And you go, how, how is this normal? Like, even if, even if you're not a spiritual person, even if, even if you have, even if you're an atheist, whatever, how do you look at that and say that that's, that that's okay, that's normal, that that isn't something that should be at least of a little bit of concern that these people are dining or gathering in this type of environment yeah and you know just the funny thing about hollywood is how they came about i don't know if you've seen this is about how hollywood became its name of hollywood is actually the wood of the holly tree that was used in you know black magic and yep. things like that so it, it just everything that's tied to that i mean it makes perfect sense after you kind of start digging into that rabbit hole and and seeing the the satanistic side of things in hollywood cuz i mean you are, you always knew 
you heard about all kinds of the things that were going on as far as like the sexual abuse, you know, you always seen children actors, they end up all messed up on drugs and alcohol, either committing suicide or dying of overdoses. And it just goes to show what they're doing in Hollywood. And I mean, it, that came out with Harvey Weinstein. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, and they have that, uh, that blood drop, um, the adrenochrome work. Yeah. And then you have the adrenochrome. Yeah. So, I've heard some, and, and I don't know if the audio is real or not, you know, they, it made its rounds on TikTok before it obviously got pulled off, but <clears throat> some of these people going to these, um, events where you know that kind of thing is happening i hate going into detail about it because it's absolutely disturbing and sick but um yeah. adrenochrome is and i remember reading an article on the actual science behind it i mean that's a real thing and the way that they have to collect it is horrifying and anybody who gets is involved in that kind of thing is is has no soul and should be should have the worst done to them yeah and there's been hollywood actors and actresses that have come forward and they've said they're doing these really sick sadistic rituals and the adrenochrome is real and you know you have good people that had left hollywood like kevin sorbo you had um uh, i can't think of the other one's names but they've all come out now and they're all saying listen you know hollywood you know they're doing all this weird stuff this is why we're getting out we're going and doing independent films and stuff like that yeah yeah you know because it's just you have to sell your soul in order to get what you want out in hollywood and you know that's been known for a long time as well absolutely and the same with the music industry and oh it's, yeah it's it's incredible when you see these videos put together of the uh, all the different symbolism and all the different, you know, images that they do in, in reverence and worship to Satan. And it's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, and you don't really fully understand it until you see it all put together as a collective and you say it's, it's, it's everybody. They're all doing it. I mean, just look at the, the pizza gate, all the symbolism uh, you had the pedal gate with Epstein mm -hmm. and you had, um, what was a Nexium that was involved in, in things they had, you know, it's just sickening to think that the world that we live in and our government is even, perf you know, doing and taking part in all this stuff. You know, you see it out in Bohemian Grove. Uh, yeah. We don't know all the weird things that they do over in Davos whenever they do the World Economic Forum, but we know that they had a bunch of prostitutes flown in. That's a thing. Yep. And, and, and the drugs. And unfortunately, that uh, when you talk about the uh, human trafficking and specifically even the child trafficking, I mean, that is a multi-billion dollar industry. Yeah. The Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is one of the largest events for human trafficking. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you know Change Unchained. That's a organization that's on TikTok. Now, the the guy that runs his name's Troy, and he's a former uh, Navy Petty Chief Officer. And uh, he had to go, actually, and, I guess, get his own kid. His kid was taken. Oh, wow. So he uh, formed this group, Change Unchained, 
And what they do is they go out and they do all these operations and they do the uh, missions and rescue and recovery and they take them and get them the therapy and the aftercare they need. And then they have a ranch that's down in Alabama and Florida down at the kind of area. And they have these tiny homes. They bring them back and they, they live on that ranch. Now that ranch is guarded. It's got 24 seven security and cameras and everything. And so it's operated very, you know, very secretly, but, uh, Troy, they want, they go to the Super Bowl every year. He's been doing this for 12 years. Uh-huh. And so he went, um, if you know, Patriot to a Patriot mama, she went with him and they went out yes. to, to Vegas during the whole Super Bowl thing. And they, I think they recovered 42 kids that went missing. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, you know, I support groups like that. I mean, that, that we need these people to, expose all this human trafficking and that's what we get when we have an open border but yet, you know our shitty pants in office he doesn't want to close the border because he wants this yeah we get a i mean i'm sorry we people don't understand that we are literally being invaded there are a, a large number the majority of the um people who are coming across the southern border <coughs> are able-bodied um single males between you know between the ages of like 18 and 35 military age males we are yeah we are getting invaded people don't understand this not to mention now you have all the drugs coming across the fentanyl crisis that we're going through all because of the border and people want to say well you know trump let so many through it's amazing how all the details and all the facts get distorted as soon as somebody's been out of office for a couple of years but um God, if he just could have finished that wall. Yeah. If he just could have finished that wall. But I think they would have turned around, tore down. Probably. I think that's probably the goal by uh, Katie Hobbs. I think that's what she's going to do. I know she removed all the uh, uh, shipping containers that they had put up to try and block it, but she had them remove the the shipping containers, so it's completely open down there. The thing that I have such a hard time with is because then you also talk about the folks that they put on buses and ship across the country you know they just they bus them all over the place i don't understand and this is where it gets really difficult from my perspective and i'm sure you know a lot of other people share the same view it's so hard to see so much evil and so much illegality and not be able to stop it when you see it not be able to stop it at its source to have it be so complicated to be able to stop something like that doesn't make any sense. When you look at the, you know, quote unquote, Republican party, conservative party saying and pointing out these things, okay, that's great. Well, what the hell are you going to do about it? Because you're, you're talking, you're talking is all great, but your action sucks. Your action is non-existent. And I think what people don't understand is that the entirety of the government is against us. There is no, good party in, in the Republican party. There is no, you know, bad party in the democratic party. They are all, you know, part of the same, uh, two, two wings of the of, same bird. Exactly. And if people can start to understand that one side is only there to beat the drum 
and make it seem like something is going to happen to keep people docile so that they don't rise up where then the other one goes ahead and, you know, right in your face, plain as day, does all this stuff that is ruining the country. Nobody stops it. Nobody does anything about it. No. And, you know, and talking about these governors that um, put them on planes and put them on buses, my theory is they're part of that plan and they're shipping them to those cities for a very exact reason. I think there's sleeper cells all across this country in the major cities. Yeah. I, I agree with you completely. Yeah, everybody wants to point. talk about, everybody wants to talk about how great DeSantis is. I don't get me wrong. Some of the things he's done is great, but he, everybody has to realize he's been exposed as establishment. He's got Carl Rove, Jeb Bush and Mike Pence backing him. Yes. He's establishment. He is going to flip on a dime whenever he runs for president. And I think that's part of the issue, too, is that people are putting their faith into a particular individual. Um, Everybody is rooting for and wanting Trump to come back. Mm -hmm. And while he did a lot of good things in the time that he was president, I believe that was for a specific purpose in order to garner the attention, the affections of a specific population of the country so that they could then push other things like, I'm sorry, but Trump's freedom cities are just (laughs) another package of what the 15 minute cities are going to be that the Democrats want to propose. 100%. And I wish people would wake up to it because I start realizing this back whenever he brought um, Johnson and Johnson CEOs on stage with him whenever he was going and doing the save America tour. Yeah. Um, he was bringing people like that on. It just go, just goes to show. And now he's pushing all the vaccine. He was the, the creator of the vaccine or, or whatever he's going around saying now. And then he's got these freedom cities. Well, 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 a lot of, a lot of people don't understand about his freedom cities is he hasn't given the complete details on that. Mm-hmm. All he's saying is he's going to take federal land He's going to have people develop it, and then he's basically going to give it to people. When is anything going to be free from our government? <laughs> it never is. There's always a catch. The 15-minute cities, they're blatant. They're in your face. We're seeing how those are working in China, um, Oxfordshire, England. And we see Edmonton and now Cleveland has applied for being a 15 minute city. Awfully funny. Awfully funny how you had the derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is what they're going to do. They're going to push us into cities. They're going to claim that the land is too contaminated and too toxic. So we're going to hear, we're going to pay for you to go live in this nice place. We're going to give you everything you need yep. and you'll have security. It's and then toxic. you're trapped. You're in a prison. <laughs> and see, that's the thing that I didn't understand too, because whether or not <clears throat> the toxicity level is there, I mean, there, there's a lot of farmland, right? There's a lot of good farmland up there. There are a lot of 40,000 farms. 40,000? 40, 40,000 farms in the state of Ohio. And for for them to... I'm sorry, intentionally want to um, ruin that land is 
interesting uh, because, you know, even if they wanted to get people off of it, um, you think they may want to repurpose it for another reason. But regardless of that, there's also a large amount of processing facilities up there. And uh, an interesting thought I had a little while back was whether or not, okay, if a immediate area uh, of people who have been impacted by that derailment because of the level of toxicity in the air, soil, in the waterways, that has far-reaching implications because of any potential, you know, food or um, other goods shipped from the area as well. So, I mean, you could reach the entire country with that those, to those toxins and you'll see a spike in cancers. If we're still here, you'll see a spike in cancers in, you know, 10 to 15 years. Oh, yeah. As a, result, as a direct result. As I said uh, in several previous podcasts, um, this is another way they can cover up the jibby jab. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can, uh, no, they didn't die because of the jab. They died because they were exposed to the toxins that were released in that train derailment. I mean, look at all the waterways that run through Ohio. The Ohio well, River, which I live, you know, I can look out the top of my window and I see the Ohio River from where I live. So it's going to come up through the water and through the ground into the air. And, you know, everything around us is going to get exposed and that goes straight to the Mississippi. And then you've had all kinds of different derailments and contaminations going on all around uh, the Mississippi and the Ohio River. And look at the Great Lakes. I mean, it's right up there by the Great Lakes. So you got Lake Michigan, Lake Huron, Lake Erie. They're all being exposed to it as well. And that was one thing that I never fully understood as far as how they handled the accident. They, you, they intentionally burned a chemical substance that you're not supposed to burn because of its, uh, because of the gases that it produces. And then they go ahead and put out a fire and, and wash it off into the soil, uh, into, you know, the water table and then waterways in, in a manner that you shouldn't do either. The whole way that it was handled, the whole way it was put out does not make sense from a cleanup perspective as far as the, the actual chemical that they were dealing with. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, you know, in the in the previous podcast I did on All by Design, uh, you know, released the information about how they had a My ID digital bracelet system uh, was initiated three months prior to the derailment. Oh, really? So one week before the derailment, the city began issuing those bracelets to the to the residents. Oh, so that's another way I, they're I going to push this. That. Yeah, so they are going to push in the digital ID that these fifteen minute cities are going to need. Hmm. <clears throat> well, and then you also have what uh, was it a week prior the CDC updating <laughs> updating their information on Bonacorad. Yeah, uh, two weeks before the crash, the CDC updated its page on vinyl chloride on how it affects children. Yeah, and they were they removed a lot of information too, from what I understand. Yep. It, I mean, it's just. <laughs> I mean, I hate to say it, but you know, we're in a losing end right now until we decide what we're going to do, and they're going to continue to burn down you know processing plants they're going to continue uh uh in doing the vaccination of our chickens so that's going to be another thing that we'll have uh food resources taken away from us because of the 
H5, N1, you know, lie that they're pushing. Well, so you have H5, N1, uh, right? So that was a big thing that hit last year and took out millions and millions of birds all across the country. A lot of facilities, uh, especially up around um, Indiana. I think there was a large uh, facility up there that lost tens of millions of birds. That Um, was uh, 40 minutes from where I live. Yeah. And then, and then you have now reports of um, it jumping to mammals, and now they're concerned about it jumping to humans. Right? There was fifty thousand mink in Spain that had to be uh, uh, taken out because of H five N one outbreak, and that was one of the supposedly one of the potential first known cases of it actually jumping mammal to mammal. Yeah, and then we, uh, I think, uh, what's up, America? That guy. He uh, did a video yesterday of over in New Albany, Indiana, of a chem- uh, chemical plant that was, there's some kind of orange uh, fluid floating in the sky coming out of one of the smokestacks, and it was just oh. like billowing out like, you know, smoke. And what's in New Albany? The Ohio River. It runs mm-hmm. between Louisville and, and New, New Albany. So, again, there's more chemicals being put into the to the air. And it, supposedly it was another uh, deadly toxin that was released. That, uh, there was uh, there was a there was a derailment in West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, what was that? I remember reading about that one. I can't recall. But then you also have these uh, food recalls, right? So um, was it end of January, beginning of February, like 2.5 million pounds of canned food was recalled. And now there's a lot of different theories on that, right? It was was bad. They're trying to just, you know, take it out and and hurt our food supply. Or on the flip side of that, you also have, okay, are they, are they taking this and are they, (laughs) are they relocating it to these underground bunkers? I don't know what your thought is on that. Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, what was it? Also in January, they recalled 450,000 cans of uh, baby formula. Yep. And it was by uh, a company that's stationed here where I live too as well, where they make all the baby formula and they recalled 450,000 cans of it. I think that's just, it's just, they're trying to deplete all of our, you know, food sources, because they know a lot of people are starting to prep and starting to get prepared. You got a lot of people that are starting their own gardens and everything. I think that's another reason why for the contaminants in the air um, to try and keep it either to where it won't grow or we eat it and we get poisoned with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you look at all the fish that are dying uh around the country as well there i forgot what lake it was in but there's like hundreds of thousands of fish that were dead it was somewhere up on the east coast i can't remember where it was i think i want to say virginia is where it was but they you know they just went out one morning and there was about a hundred thousand fish just dead good lord and that kind of thing's just going to be happening more and more and it's just, to me, it's all by design. I mean, we know what their plan is. They want these 15-minute cities. You know, that's why we're seeing all the derailments. And I don't care what anybody says. They say, oh, well, train derailments happen all the time. Yes, I they, don't care. They, 
they happen. I, I... They happen, <laughs> but <laughs> not at this rate with that kind of chemical. No, exactly. And 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 that was. A, I, I wish I could remember the figure. There was a number that was thrown out there, and it was. It was a it was a huge difference. I mean, it was something like, you know, x amount of trained derailments over the last ten years, and then it was like exponentially more over just the last like year year and a half right and there's been what 200 food processing plants and warehouses have burned up since the beginning of 2021 oh. to now yeah but they they fact checked that whole conspiracy theory it's it's not a big oh, deal. yeah we're, yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're fine just don't worry about it yeah exactly. they fact check the it. other way it's, it's all right it's good but I mean, you take a look at all the other things that are going around too. the the uh, banking system crash. Yep. You know, you have the Silicon Valley Bank, which I learned today out of the five like board members, there was like only one person that had any financial experience running it. No kidding. Yeah. And you had seventy three million dollars from that bank went to BLM. And a lot of them were the things that were in that were like the CCP startups, uh, Israeli startups, and it's tying that back to Israel and the CCP that they're wanting bank bailouts so they can get reimbursed their money. Hmm. It's like, that's awfully interesting. Yeah. And then you got what the signature bank, uh, first Republic bank, uh, Wells Fargo, Bank of America. I mean, there's just so many banks that people are going to the banks and they're not getting their direct deposits and their money's missing. And we learned about, I learned about this back in 2013 from a uh, Canadian fine finance person. They said on a Friday, you're going to hear there's a bank error whenever you go to try and take money out of your bank account. And then that's your 72 hour warning that shit's getting ready to collapse. <laughs> And they do that. They do that on a Friday because banks are closed over the weekends, and they're not going to have to worry about this influx of people. So, but it's just awfully interesting that you know you have this going on, and they're just basically they're just sticking a cork in a you know a big asshole trying to do what they can to to slow it down. But we all know that they're just slowly doing a control crash on the economy. Because oh, yeah. they want to they usher in the central banking digital currency system. Yep. Yep. It's all it's all by design. And I mean, the the slow collapse. I'm I'm actually surprised they're taking as long as they are. Of America is is very much by design. I mean, if you just even look at all the money that we send over to foreign countries, they have absolutely no business uh, getting even one penny of any American dollar. Um, the Ukraine, I mean, you have a, you have a company like, uh, uh, FTX, right. They're a, a cryptocurrency exchange yeah. that went and crashed, uh, $32 billion. They lost over the last like 11 months. Um, that was a, a known company that took, uh, money and turned it back around and, and gave it to the Democrats for quote unquote campaigns, right. Line your pockets, whatever it might be. Um, all of a sudden in spectacular fashion, are completely bankrupt. They lost $32 billion. Nobody understands where it went or, or what happened to it. So, you know, that's funny. And when are we going to start holding these people accountable? I mean, 
we know that Pelosi was all involved in this. We know all about the insider trading. Oh, but yeah. yeah, you know, you, they get they get away with doing whatever they want. I mean, why haven't the people in this country just woke up and said, "Hey, it's time to start having trials." It's like with Fauci. It's time to start having trials. We know that you're using gain of function. You use mm-hmm. the Harvard professor. You use the University of North Carolina and Fort Detrick to get those patents over there to both train bioweapons labs and the Wuhan lab um, of, ro- of virology. And you release the stuff. It's, you know, crimes against humanity. That's why I think there's, what, 17 countries now that are wanting Fauci and Gates and uh, Tedros. And there's a few other ones that they want arrested for crimes against humanity. Yeah, supposedly an international court case. I mean, the whole thing surrounding COVID is just, it's so obvious what they did. I mean, they held held a, a, a scenario in, what, September, October, the year before? Event 201. Event 201. Yep. And it was the exact scenario. Oh, gee, I wonder, uh, let's let's pretend this to happen. And people can't even look at that and say, you know, open their eyes and understand the reality of the situation. I mean, COVID was 100% done on purpose. If you even just look at the timeline around the election, too. Yep. Like they did this on purpose. It was sent out on purpose. The whole rollout. And now, now if it, it had the impact that they expected it to have maybe maybe not but i don't I mean i don't think they i i think they were anticipating more and more people dying but it didn't happen and then they had uh omicron and they were really banking on omicron doing and it didn't do quite as much as they were expecting yeah. and then you had the delta come out well and it didn't, honestly it, it fell flat Honestly, I think more so than um, uh, fatalities, what they were banking on more was, I think, just the collapse of economies. Uh, I think that was ultimately my personal belief is that was more their goal. Um, People didn't buy in as much, I think, as like they, they, they did a pretty decent job of scaring folks up front, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, right? Everybody stay home for two weeks, three weeks. Four, four, four weeks. Sorry, four weeks. I meant four weeks. And then, and then, oh, well, okay. Now everybody has to go out. You, you have to wear masks and you have to do this. You have to do that. Oh, now you have to get a shot. They didn't, I think, bank on or plan on a lot of the resolve of some of the people saying, all right, enough of the bullshit. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, right. That pushback, I think, was a lot harder maybe than they anticipated. Also due to the lack of severity. So so it's kind of hand in hand, right? The lack of the severity, the fact that this thing had a, over a 90 8.99% you know survival rate I had no business having a vaccine in the first place people don't understand that yeah it wasn't even a vaccine anyways it was experimental no. you know the, you go through certain processes I worked 21 years in the medical industry and oh did you yeah and I left because of the mandate because they were going to mandate us after we worked a year and a half almost two years into the thing and they decided oh well I think we're going to go ahead and mandate it. Even if uh, Biden doesn't, we are. So we're going to make it part of the requirement. And, you know, we had about 15 people that got up and walked out. This is the problem that they've created as well, is now you got such a shortage in the medical industry because now all these hospitals are 
saying, hey, you still have to be, you know, jabbed with this stuff. Some of them are starting to ease off of it, but that's why the majority of the people start quitting. I mean, I know nurses that were quitting and going into realty and to uh, doing other things besides being nurses because they didn't want to have to deal with the bullshit. We all knew it was bullshit when it came out. Well, a lot of us and a lot of us in the medical field were laughing at it. We're like, yeah. And then you have this jab that's coming out. That's not even a, a vaccine. It's nothing more than an experimental. It's a therapeutic. It's not anything that's went through any kind of trials that failed in the animal trials. And they didn't go complete through in the uh, human trials. And the ones that did take it in the human trials still ended up getting really sick and some died. The thing that pisses me off a lot about it, too, is the fact that it was very, very, very evident early on that the thing didn't fucking work. And yet people still pushed it. Like I, I work in an industrial facility and OSHA, you know, the OSHA mandate there oh, for yeah. a little while. Um, so I was I was very realistically facing the fact that I may have to walk away from my job, too, because there was no way on God's green earth I was going to get that that shot. And I was, you know, I talked with my wife and I said, hey, listen, if this happens, I'm not. And she was, I mean, she understands too. And she said, absolutely not, you know, because she knew the implications of that. If if I got the shot, what could, you know, potentially happen? So the thing that makes me angry, though, is that, I mean, even though there's like zero evidence, it's not working. It's not doing what it said. It does 100% effective, you know, right when it first came out. Yep. And then it was uh, 97, 95, 94, 93, 90 all the way down to like 37 for the first shot or something like that or whatever it was. And then yeah. the fact that, Oh, well you can't, you can't transmit. If you, if you get it, you can't transmit it. It stops. It, it, it dies with the vaccine. I think is what they said. No, Rachel Maddow, that dumbass. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I still have a clip, uh, of her, her snake tongue talking on, on my TikTok. I think, um, but the, the thing that makes me angry is the employers who have their own head on their shoulders. Like I understand OSHA's pushing it, but you have to like, I, I am proud of my employer um, for the simple fact that they held off for as long as humanly possible until OSHA finally backed off because then, you know, president numbnuts backed off. Um, so they never actually had to enforce anything. And I think they did that on purpose because I'm fairly certain that, that my employer, the CEO level, like they, they were, no, you know, we were holding off for as long as feasibly possible until the point where like, it's literally forced upon us. So, you know, I was happy in that respect, but it sucks that you can't use your own common sense and say, this is not good for me. Yeah. The other part, the, the other part of that, and, and you being in the medical field, I'm sure you understand everybody is, reacts to, especially vaccines in a different manner based on your body chemistry. Like there's no way you can mandate something wholesale like that and just expect people to take it without being able to at least at the very least be able to consult with your doctor, but then not have the doctor force it down your throat because, well, if I don't make you take it, they're going to take my license. Yeah. And that's the thing with the doctors is they're all bought out too. And you don't have very many honest doctors and, Every doctor I knew was trying to push it. Uh, my own doctor, I laughed at him because he knows <laughs> the kind of person I am. And he was like, so you're going to get uh, get your COVID 
vaccine. And I just looked at him. I was like, you come anywhere near with me, that damn needle. I was like, we're going to have problems. I was like, I'm not putting that poison in my damn body. And he was, I can't believe that you're not going to take it. I was like, I have medical freedom and I choose not to put that poison in my body. So he, Mm -hmm. he's left it at that. He won't, he won't ever bring it up anymore, but yeah. Uh, same thing with you, like you, uh, I left the medical industry and then I went and I started working for a distribution center and it was, it's a major distribution center and they did the same thing. They were like, well, if OSHA says we're going to have to do it, we're going to have to do it, but we're going to hold off until then. But then they were like, we just need everybody to come upstairs and we need everybody to uh, give us your, your status if you have it or not. Yeah. And I go, no, that's against HIPAA. And so when I went upstairs and I talked to the HR lady, she was just like, so we just need to know what your status is. And I was like, you realize you are violating my HIPAA and you have no business knowing anything that's between me and my doctor. I was like, so I will not answer it. And then she goes, all you could have said was no. I was like, no, I want to make a point. I want to make a point. You're breaking you're violating the law, yeah. people's. You're violating people's HIPAA and it's against the law. So you can say it's for OSHA. You can say it's for whoever, but it, you're violating my right. Well, see, it was funny because I always, <clears throat> I always thought this was uh, a little hilarious in its own right, because when the whole mask mandate first came out, people who wore the masks were, you know, in compliance. They were doing the, they, it was for the greater good. They were doing, they were doing the right thing. If you didn't wear your mask, you were, you were an outsider, you were downcast, you were, you were uh, a renegade, right? You're a rebel. Yeah. I'm a renegade. Shame on you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shame on you. Right. And then the vaccine mandates roll out and the people and the shots start rolling out and at work, if you did not have your vaccine, you had to wear a mask. So Same now here. all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, now you're a mask wearer. Now, shame on you. You're a rebel. Why are you putting people in jeopardy? Why don't you care about others? Right? Right. So it's funny how these things shift and change based on the perceptions of, you know, the any given, you know, time and space. Yeah. And that was the same thing with us uh, at my job is uh, if you didn't have it, you had to wear a mask. And I go, you do realize it's discrimination, right? Because <laughs> exactly. you're, you're outing exactly. all of us that don't have it. <laughs> and now if you wear a mask, you're just a dumbass. So. <laughs> yeah, right. But I mean, we had we had uh, so many people that didn't that didn't take it. And we were all joking. We didn't even wear a mask. Right. We were wearing them down our, by our chin and shit like that. That's and we're the just other like, thing about it. It's, it's it's such a fucking joke. The whole mask thing is a joke. Yeah. The only thing that may do even just a little bit is if you wore like an uh, N95. But even then, people put constantly dirty masks back on because you reuse a cloth mask, which you should throw away after the first use anyway. Right. Like you are not doing yourselves any favors at all. And then you're hamper- you, you know you're hurting uh, childhood development because kids aren't able to see facial expressions and things like that. And yeah, it's just a whole mental game too. It's it had so many negative impacts, and people just do not understand that. And see, I pissed uh, I pissed some people off too because I would just like put a mask on, take it off, pay, you know, throw it away, get new ones, stay in there. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, they're gonna make me do it every time you touch your mask. You're supposed to get rid of it. So, yep. You know, if it yep. costs the company money, that's not my problem. It's their money. 
And then, you know, or you could wear like, you know, three or four and you'd be fine. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's kind of like, uh, what was the, the analogy I heard was trying to take a golf ball and throw it through a big sized, uh, chain link fence. That's about the equivalent of that mask. It's not going to protect yeah. you from anything. And, and they're right. And the funny well, you're thing talking about like micron size level in, in the mask is nowhere near, uh, it, it's way too porous. Right. And, and the thing that cracked me up is you go to a restaurant, you have to wear the mask in, but once you get to your table, you can take it off you and can eat. take it off. Yeah. And then you turn COVID, around, put it back on when you leave. <laughs> see the, and that's what we should have done. We should have carried dinner plates around with us everywhere and we never would have gotten attacked by COVID. <laughs> right. It's ridiculous. Or you talk about in planes too. Same thing. You're, you're in a, you're in a fuselage. You are in a, you're in a cabin that is completely. I mean, just... there's. The stupid things that I brought out, and the funny thing is, there's still people running around here wearing two and three masks, I'm, and especially oh, yeah. while they're driving. I'm like, are you that fucking stupid? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I just, can't believe it. At that yeah. point, it's just the programming. It's, it's but, the brainwashing at that point. But we do have another pandemic coming, though, and uh, something I've really looked into was Event 2025. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have. But... But, you know, you had Boston University creating and uh, developing a stronger, stronger and dead, more deadlier version of COVID that was supposed to have an 80% kill rate. Yep. So, wh- so why would you have these creating this stuff if you're, I mean, you're not studying it. So what are you going to do with it? Of course, you're going to release it. And I have a feeling that it's going to happen at the end of this year going into 2024. Yeah, that would be that would be uh, the right timing, I would think. Uh, the reason why I think it is because we're getting ready to go into the election year. It's um, a repeat of 2020. Repeat of 2020. And I think this is be the perfect time for them to do it. And I think that's what they're going to try and pull off anyways. Well, see, I think they're testing our um, how tired we are of all the bullshit. Right. Because, right. you know, you had you had eight thousand variants of COVID. Okay. Um, and then they said, Oh, now, all right. Now everybody needs to be concerned about monkeypox. Where, where did monkeypox go? Did that, that, I don't even remember that as fast as that came, it disappeared that that wasn't an issue. But they and also then, had a lab in uh, Maryland that at the same time, Boston uh, created this new one. They created also a new version of monkeypox that's supposed oh, to be did. more deadlier as well. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. So, of course, why yeah. not? Let both of those you, out and let's see what happens. Well, and then you have, um, you know, then you have your, your bird flu, H5N1, and now all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, now we have to worry about human transmission potentially. And then you, have you heard about the Marburg virus? Yes. You know, you have that down in, in South, uh, South America, and that has upwards of a 90% fatality rate. Um, and you have, I think, 11 suspected um deaths associated with the virus uh as of days ago from last i read um they're popping up everywhere and it's like well okay where where's the attack vector where are we going to get it next or is it going to be something like you said like with with what boston university was doing because i remember doing a few videos on that which were promptly removed (laughs) um they don't want people knowing that information and I tell you another one. I think that could be potential for to to be the big one would be an adult adult version of RSV. Yeah, 
because think about it, we had to wear these masks and the people who were wearing the masks full time, you're breathing in all that carbon uh, dioxide and all of your nastiness that's not supposed to be inhaled 12 hours a day or 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it breaks down your respiratory system. So if they were to release something that's like RSV, that's the first thing it attacks is your respiratory system and you're going to be compromised. Well, speaking of compromised, it's a verifiable fact that the shot um, has a negative effect on your immune system. Yeah, um, It actually attacks your immune system, especially if you don't keep up with the boosters. So yeah, that- you have a large, large, large population of people who have compromised immune systems already now. Yeah, and whatever whatever you release in the future is going to wreak havoc. Yeah, I mean, think about all the the athletes that are dropping over dead, all these dropping over dead, all these young uh, TV stars and singers dropping over dead. Yeah, they they have no immune system. And I, they still they they figure out a way. The media and it, they they do a really good job of this. I'll tell you, you know, they they are the authors of confusion. You know, that's probably why Satan runs the damn media. They are so good at just putting in enough nuggets to, you know, throw people off the track and say, oh, well, yeah, this one, here's the conspiracy. This is their favorite, right? Here's the conspiracy again. They love throwing that out there when uh, an athlete drops dead. Oh, conspiracy theorists out again, calling this an issue with the COVID vaccine. There's no proof that this person was vaccinated, blah, blah, blah. They didn't even have to check that. They just have to put that in the article and then, you know, 5,000 people read it and they believe it. Yep. And then you had like DeMar Hamlin for the uh, Buffalo Bills who dropped dead on the field. I can't tell you if he's dead or if he's alive, but, you know, the interview that he supposedly had, you know, where he says he wants to keep it to himself and not let anybody know that he was jabbed or not, you know, that just tells you right there he was. Yeah, Um, you would. If you were not, you wouldn't say that. Yeah. And I mean, just people just need to wake up to it. I mean, they're lying to you. They, there was a reason why they were trying to push us down your throat to take it. I'm not take it. It's free. Well, anything that the government has is never free. And if they're giving it to you for free, you need to think about the Native Americans whenever they got all those bear skins yeah. and all that, and they got yellow fever. <laughs> well, or or why not take it? Here's a free cheeseburger. Or here's a hundred bucks. Or like, I'm sorry, you're going to give me a a free lottery ticket. (laughs) Here, take this for your health. And by the way, here's a greasy cheeseburger and fries. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's just people just really need to wake up because, I mean, these shots are going to kill you or give you some kind of adverse uh, effect that's going to compromise your body. You're going to have cancer. You're going to give, have miscarriages. I mean, the infertility rate is through the roof. As of February 24th, um, reported by VAERS. Now, now this is VAERS, so and VAERS is vastly underreported. And, and, and they try really damn hard to um, disenfranchise the VAERS reporting system as well. But right. 1.5 million adverse reactions as of February 24th. That's of the COVID vaccine alone. Now, VAERS has been around for almost 30 years, right? Early 90s is where, when the reporting system first started. I uh, believe it was a little bit earlier. I think it was like mid eighties because was it mid eighties? Yeah, because I think it was right when the uh, pharmaceutical companies went before the Senate. 
and they didn't want to be held liable for any of the vaccines. The part of the deal, part of the deal was they were supposed to keep the VAERS system reporting uh, accurate. And that was part of their deal in order to not be held liable. And they've, they've never kept it up to date. No, they don't. So everything that's reported on there is, is, is short, right? So you're yeah. talking 1.5 million adverse reactions since 2020 for the COVID shot. And then VAERS, for as long as that's been around now, 30, 35 years, uh, it's just over like 900,000 adverse reactions. And then when you talk about the, the deaths associated with the vaccine, um, now, and this, again, is, I think, vastly, vastly underreported because I don't believe this number necessarily for a minute, but it shows you at least the um, disparity between all other vaccines and just the COVID. From uh, 2020 till, till now, uh, COVID, according to VAERS, is responsible for just over 34,000 deaths, which I think that number is far greater. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot greater. The all other vaccines uh, since Varus has been around was like just over ten thousand. Yeah, and you're talking over thirty five years. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, and Varus to me is oh, I always say it was kind of like our fact checkers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, it's a third party system that's tied to these doctors and pharmaceutical companies, so they're not liable. It's a requirement though, right? Yeah, it's a requirement. But you know, everything everything can be manipulated. I mean, just look at the stock market. Manipulated. It's lies. It's a bunch of imaginary figures. It's fractional banking and everybody knows that should know that anything that's tied with our currency, the it's debt based. And of course we're gonna crash eventually because we keep printing money that, you know, we shouldn't be printing. Yeah, absolutely. But even if all of that is is true and, and <clears throat> the numbers are essentially wrong and it's a little bit you know more on one end, it still shows you the large difference and it still shows you that there is a significant issue with the COVID vaccine. That's something that never should have ever been pushed to the public. No, and everybody should go watch Died Suddenly because that'll open your yes. eyes real quick. Fantastic documentary. Everybody's like, oh, well, it's just another uh, uh, opposition. <laughs> Uh, op- it's a op- oppositional uh, documentary that's favored towards those who are anti-vaxxers. No, these are actual embalmers and funeral home directors that are behind this, that are exposing the lies of the COVID shot. So yep. go, go watch it and see what's coming out of your body when you take that stuff. I mean, they, they, they go over all the details, all the facts, all the real events of people. In, in real accounts and testimonies, I mean, you can't you can't deny that for no. so long before you have to start opening your eyes and say, okay, something really is not right here. Yeah, and I don't know, I don't know what's going to take to wake people up, but it's it's it needs to be quick and soon for the simple fact that we all need to get on the same page, and we need to start figuring out figuring out stuff and having discussions because. <clears throat> Shit hits the fan. If you're not prepared or you don't have people that you can rely and trust on, it's going to be a hard, hard way to go for people. There is not a lot of time left. No, we are, we are on borrowed time as it is. 
you know, Agenda 2025, Agenda 2030, and like America 2050, I think is another one. Yeah. They have these plans. And by they, I mean, you know, the New World Order, right? If you, whatever you want to call it, WEF, New World Order. The elites, they have these plans and they need to lower the population of the, the global population. And there's going to be a number of different ways that they'll probably go about it. All of this is they want to, there, there's going to be a, a one world government that's introduced. There's going to be, you know, a, a one world currency. Um, but there's going to be a one world religion. All of this is also detailed in the Bible. Like there, there is so much coming. There's so much that is going to happen. Like people need to open their eyes and wake up now before it's too late. 100%. And just think that they want us divided. When you hear yep. united we stand, divided we fall, that means something. They understand if we stay united, it's why do you think That's we're why getting... they push the race card so hard? Yeah. I mean, you look at all the division they create anti vax versus vax. You have uh, pro life versus, you know, uh, pro choice. You have uh, Christians versus Catholics versus Muslims. And then you have white versus black, Democrat versus Republican. You know, yeah. it's it, it's all division. If people would look through the bullshit and just see, they don't want unity. I could care less if you're a gay person. I could care less if you're a black person. As long as you have the right mind of wanting to be free and you don't want this government doing this shit to us anymore, we're on the same page. Yeah, and don't require me to live in your fantasy world either. No. If, if you can keep your business to yourself, I'll keep I'll keep to myself. Absolutely. And if we can agree that, uh, you know, focus our energy toward the real aggressor, <laughs> that then, you know, we would live cohesively, no problem. And I would say people need to go and look up the smith Munt Modernization Act of 2012. Obama signed that into law to push propaganda through media on the American people. This was the step to propel it forward for whenever things were going to start getting worse down the road for us. And this is what they're doing. You can look exactly right into the mainstream media and see all the propaganda and all the narratives and all the manipulation they oh, pushed. Yeah. And this is the part where People need to put your shit to the side, come to an agreement before America, before we the people, and get these people out. We need average, everyday American people in office. We don't need a centralized government, period. No. We self-govern ourselves, and then we can have the states help us along. We don't need a federal government. This is what Thomas Jefferson didn't want was a centralized federal government. He was an anti-federalist. Mm -hmm. He spoke very clearly. You start getting financial institutions involved in your government, you're not going to have a government. And this is what we're seeing now. We're living under a corptocracy. We are seeing 
I guess you want to say the global elite, and I do not include Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab. I think they're just nothing more than puppets at this point for the 13 bloodlines. I think those people are the real ones pulling the strings, and Gates and all them are just following along the orders that they're given. They are the, uh, they're just the outward face. And when shit hits the fan, they're going to get thrown under the bus, just like all of us. (laughs) That's absolutely true. So uh, I want to appreciate tell you thank you and appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, it's Absolutely. been an awesome show, and I would definitely like to have you come back on somewhere down the road, and we could do like a follow up on the show. No, that sounds great. I'd love it. Awesome. So you got any last words before you want to go? No, I just want to thank you for having me on. I love being able to uh, express my opinions, my views, um, especially to you know people who are interested. Um, I appreciate you asking uh, me on and uh, definitely would love to do it again. Awesome. Can't wait. And I appreciate you coming on. That's living free 20.1 and how many ever counts you got going. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm also at check out forever free. I'm at 59 and I just uh, did a 60 backup. So um, it's out there. I put a video out yesterday because my account's getting ready to go down on on this one. So I appreciate you. And, you know, thanks for coming on the show. Absolutely. Keep spreading truth, brother. All right. Appreciate you. I want you to go and check out a really awesome small business. It's called Saints and Sinners Hat Company. It's ran by Michael Three Rows. It's family owned and operated. Now, we all know how Three Rows operates on social media. He really is passionate about his message, and he's put a lot of love and passion into these hats he's making. He's got the pedophile hunter hat, come and take it hat, don't tread on me hat, the tinfoil hat, we the people hat. He's got a lot of really kick-ass designs on his webpage. Now, if you would, please go to saintsandsinnershatco.com. Check out all of his products. Let him know that the Kentucky Renegade sent you, and we support his business. Thank you for listening to the Renegade's Rant Podcast. Find the Kentucky Renegade Patriot on TikTok and Instagram, as well as the Renegade's Rant Podcast on Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple and Google Podcast, and many others.